Well, good morning. It's Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and it truly is my pleasure to bring you transformative, biblically-based truth. And we're going to jump right in today because we've got so much to learn, so much to talk about. We're going to be looking at Kingdom Principles for Life. That's the new series, Kingdom Principles for Life. And today we're going to have that first installment. So let's go ahead and bow. Most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you for your faithfulness, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace. We thank you for your word, your word that brings life, your word that brings success, your word that helps us to honor who you are, to see you for all that you are, and to walk in everything that you have already planned for us. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. Help it to be a reminder but help it to also push us to do what you've called us to. In Jesus' wonderful name, we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Amen. Well, as I mentioned, this is a new series. It's called The Kingdom uh, Principles for Life. The Kingdom Principles for Life. And the premise is the fact that we believe that the Bible is the blueprint for everyday life. It's the blueprint for everyday success. It's the blueprint for kingdom success. And in addition to that, it holds all the answers for all the situations, all the outcomes, all the issues. There's a principle that we can follow. And then we also recognize that in following those principles, it is a way for us to have rewards, not only here on this earth, but rewards also in heaven. And so today, the first installment, we're going to go to Isaiah, the 38th chapter. And I'm going to go ahead and read it in its entirety today. The Bible says, in those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at a point of death. And I'm reading from the New International Version today. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos went to him and said, this is what the Lord says, put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, O Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and tell Hezekiah, this is what the Lord, the God of your father, David says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life and I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city. This is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. I will make the shadow cast by the sun go down the 10 steps it has gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. So the sunlight went back the 10 steps it had gone down. Verse nine, a writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, after his illness and recovery. I said in the prime of my life, must I go through the gates of death and be robbed of the rest of my years? I said, I will not again see the Lord, the Lord in the land of the living. No longer will I look on mankind or be with those who now dwell in this world. Like a shepherd's tent, my house has been pulled down and taken from me. Like a weaver, I have rolled up my life and he has cut me off from the loom. Day and night, you made an end of me. I waited patiently till dawn. 
but like a lion, he broke all my bones. Day and night, you made an end of me. I cried like a swift or thrush. I moaned like a mourning dove. My eyes grew weak as I looked to the heavens. I am troubled, O Lord, come to my aid. But what can I say? He has spoken to me and he himself has done this. I will walk humbly all my years because of his anguish of my soul. Lord, by such things men live and my spirit finds life in them too. You restored me to health and let me live. Surely it was for my benefit that I suffered such anguish. In your love, you kept me from the pit of destruction, but you have put all my sins behind your back. Verse 18, for the grave cannot praise you. Death cannot sing your praise. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. The living, the living, they praise you. As I am doing today, fathers tell their children about your faithfulness. The Lord will save me and we will sing with stringed instruments in the day, in all the days of our lives in the temple of the Lord. That's up to verse 20 and we can stop there. Verse 18 again, for the grave cannot praise you. Death cannot sing your praise. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. The living, the living, they praise you as I am doing today. Praise. Praise. This is what praise does. The passage that I read in Isaiah chapter number 38 can also be found in 2 Kings chapter number 20. And what we have to recognize is that life does happen. Things do happen as the prophet Isaiah goes to Hezekiah and says, hey, you're getting ready to die. I'm just letting you know what the Lord has shown me. We end up getting reports that we don't want. Even though we say, whose report shall we believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Well, this one came from the Lord. And Hezekiah didn't want to believe it. He turned his face to the wall and he started praying. You know what, Lord, I can't praise you when I'm in the grave. Thank you for your faithfulness. I trust you, but I recognize that there are some things I cannot do in the grave. Sometimes we have sicknesses, sicknesses unto death, and sometimes sicknesses not unto death, but we don't want the things that we do get. We live in a fallen world. We deal with people that are unclean, people that are following culture and not kingdom. We deal with a whole lot of issues not because of ourselves, but sometimes because of us, because of what we've eaten, because of what we don't do, because of what we did do. I know what you did last summer. Sometimes we are oppressed and sometimes we are depressed and sometimes we are devastated. We, our life seems to be unraveling. We feel like we're bitter, not better. We're not getting everything that we want or even some of the things that we need and life happens. But as he says in verse 18, the grave cannot praise you. So as I thought about this, and I know Father's Day is coming up, I thought about when my father passed away. And there was a popular song out then, and it still is popular for me now today, and that is praise is what I do. And as I left the funeral services that next Sunday morning, they were singing that song and it just reminded me of praise. The responsibility that we have in praising, what we get as a reward because we do praise, all of the things that come with it. It says praise is what I do 
when I want to be close to you. I'm going to praise you at all times. No, my circumstance doesn't even have a chance. I'm going to praise you with every fiber of my being. The psalmist also reminds us in all of the psalms that we should yet praise him. No matter what it looks like on one side, there's a but God and there is a transition. There is a change and we need to praise. So let's talk about what praise is first. Praise is our adoration of God. We can praise things, we can praise events, we can praise people, but most of all here today, we're talking about praising God. Nobody is worthy of any more than what we give to God. Nobody should even have our adoration like we adore God for his grace and his mercy, for his redeeming power, for his creation, for all things that have happened in the past, all things that are happening present and all things that are yet to come. We compliment God when we praise him on who he is, his character. We praise him on what he's also done, his actions um, that have been extended toward us, his favor, his blessings, all of those things. We praise him for all of that. We're honoring him, honoring him, putting him in his rightful place, not placing anyone above him or anything before him, but we prioritize our praise of the Lord. Now, praise often does come from the overflow of enjoyment because we loved it so much. We had to tell somebody else about it. And then we want to lead other people into doing it as well, to commending the God that we serve also. And we're going to talk a little bit about that too. We praise his name, all that he is and has revealed himself to be. We praise God. So I'm going to quickly tell you three things that we're going to talk about today in this kingdom principles for life. And that is we do need to praise. And we're talking about praise today, our adoration, our commendation, our honoring, our worship of God. First, praise brings me closer to God. Praise is what I do when I want to be close to you. The Bible says that in his presence is the fullness of a joy and at his right hand are pleasures evermore. We want the joy and we want the pleasures. That means we need to be close. See, when I praise God, just like if you praise a person, their ears perk up. They they tune in a little bit more and they come a little bit closer because they want to hear what you say. So just like we do in the human form on this human realm, When we praise God, his ear is tended to our cry. He records all the praises. Everything that we say is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. He said, but I'm going to pay attention. I'm really listening for the praises of my people. As they keep coming before me, I am going to recognize that they are talking about me and they're talking of me and they're acknowledging the things that I have done for them. So I'm going to do a little bit more. I'm going to pour out a few more blessings. I'm going to be right there near them. When we say, draw me nearer, Lord, nearer, blessed Lord, to the place God, I want you to be in my boat. I, I don't want the storms of life that are coming and raging against me to toss me to and fro. I don't want to be like the disciples and says, don't you care if I perish? No, I know you do. 
So let me just praise you, God, that you know right where I am in the midst of what I'm going through. You have never left me nor forsaken me. You have always been close at hand. You knew this was coming before it even got here. And for that, I'm giving you praise. I'm thanking you in advance because I know if you told me to go to the other side, I can get there even though it might not look like it. It might look like it's a little challenging, but draw me near. God, I want him to be in my boat. I want him to be in the fiery furnace. I want him to be close. And so when we praise, we draw God closer to us. And then as he draws near, sometimes we also have the opportunity. No, most times we have the opportunity to lead others to do the very same. They praise him as well. In First Peter, the second chapter and the ninth verses is, we're going to praise him because he has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's a reason to give him thanks and praise, right? So we're supposed to show forth the praises of him because he has done great things. But not only do we praise God so that we can draw him near, he's in the boat with us, but secondly, and I'm putting these two together, could do them separate, but praise is not contingent upon my circumstance. It is an at all time activity. It's whether I'm happy or whether I'm sad, I'm going to praise him. In all that I go through, I'm going to praise him because there is always a reason to praise God. We praise him for creation in and of itself. It sings his praises. When we see the sun, when we see this moon, we, we see the stars, the clouds in the sky, we get a new sky every single day. When we see a rainbow, it shows us the promises that he has for us. Because of creation, the little birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees, we recognize his beauty, his versatility, the vibrancy. This is what praise does. Not only is it because I want him to be close, but it's be an at all time activity. It's not dependent upon my circumstances, a decision that I make. So whether I'm burying a loved one or whether I'm happy because of a birth, I'm praising God. And I do it in word as well as in action. The entire psalm identifies from a verbal standpoint, what praise is. But by the time you get to the 150th Psalm, I'm going to praise him with my, on the timbrel and dance. I'm going to praise him with my songs. I'm going to praise him on the high sounding cymbals. I'm going to praise him with musical instruments. I'm going to praise God with every fiber of my being. As long as I have breath in my body, he is worthy of praise. Yes, praise is what I do. This is what praise does. So when I am sad, it lifts me up because he's drawn closer and he can comfort and keep. When I am happy, I'm praising him so that I can bring myself down a little bit lower because otherwise we would just be like um, Enoch, walk with God and not be any longer. <laughs> that would be a great thing. We would be praising him all the more. You know, there was an email at one point that went out that talked about, even if I have dirty dishes, I'm going to 
praise him. Why? Because we had food to eat. If I got to wash all the clothes, I'm going to praise him. Why? Because that means that my family had clothes to wear. So even though it's a chore or it's something that you don't necessarily want to do, there is a reason behind it to give God praise. That's called looking at the collateral beauty. But the last one that I want to um, bring to your attention today is that praise is a weapon. It is a weapon against attacks. We should vow to praise him in all the things that we go through. Why? Because he is a prayer answering God. Anytime we call out to him, he hears us. He's drawn near to us and is a reason to praise him. I have the confidence that I know that he hears me. And if he hears me, I have the petitions in which I've asked First John 5. We also say, or we say, I'm going to never let a rock cry out in my name. I'm not going to let some inanimate object praise the Lord because I did it. No, if I don't, he says the rocks are going to cry out, but I'm not going to let a rock cry out in my name. Why? Because on the inward side, he tells me that he gives me the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Internally, if I'm going through an emotional roller coaster, I recognize that praise is a weapon that I can use to get me out of that circumstance, out of that darkness, out of that depression, out of being inward or turning inward on myself. I can start looking upward. And when I look upward, I come out and he releases the burden. I lift off that burden because he cares for me. I cast all my cares upon him. And as I adore him, as I honor him, as I praise him, I am saying, God, you have always been faithful. And because you never let me down, then you won't leave me alone now either. So sometimes it's that inner side that I am, uh, I'm attacking myself and praise is a weapon against that inward attack, but it's also a weapon against the enemy's attack because he reminds me when, or I'm reminding myself when I'm praising God of his faithfulness. I'm reminding myself of his goodness and his mercy. I'm reminding myself of his protection, his provision, all of the promises that he has made to me. I'm reminding God that he will never, ever leave me alone. This is what praise does. It rejoices in the good as well as the bad, knowing that all things are going to work together for my good. It rejoices in the fact that I have relationship with the Lord. He draws me closer to him as I praise him. And he's right there with me in whatever circumstance I'm going through. Praise is also, it's a, a way for me to release all the burdens that I have and bring in the joy, the strength that God then bestows. This is what praise does. It rewards me here on this earth, but it also rewards me in heaven. And the blessed benefits are truly out of this world. It's time for us to praise him. We can praise him in prayer as well. So let's bow. Most gracious Father, you truly have been faithful. Thank you for traveling grace and mercy all the days of our life. Thank you that as we look back over our life, Father, you have just been so good. You have blessed and blessed and blessed again. Every time we turn around, blessings on blessings is what we see. Thank you for your favor. 
Thank you for the purposes that you have created us for, the uniqueness in which you have built us and designed us. Thank you, O oh Lord, for the people you have placed in our lives, those that support us, as well as those that you have given us the discernment to see mean us no good. Thank you, Father, for putting the right people in our path and removing those that we should avoid. Thank you, Lord, for the jobs that we have and the abilities that we have within our bodies, the strength that we still yet have today. God, we thank you. We praise you for your creation. We praise you for your redeeming work. We praise you for salvation. We praise you, oh God, because we have been enlightened enough to know that you not only exist, but it is our benefit our blessed benefit to be connected with you by association. Thank you, God, for calling us to be ambassadors with you. Thank you for putting us into service. God, we praise you for everything that you have done in our lives, those that you have brought in and those that you have taken out. We praise you for the journey. And God, we want to be successful in this life. So we're asking you, just be pleased with our praise. We're asking you to order our steps. We're asking you to lead and to guide us appropriately. And we're asking you that every time we turn around, when you keep on blessing, give us an opportunity to sing your praises yet again to somebody else so that they will then know that you still are a miracle worker. You are a way maker. You are a promise keeper. You are the light in this dark world. Thank you, God. Bless your wonderful name. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. God, you brought us from a mighty long way. Oh, we did not pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. God, if it had not been for you on our side. Jesus, thank you for what you saved us from, the danger seen and unseen. God, we bless you. Thank you, Lord for what you're doing today and how you're raising us up, how you're allowing us a voice, oh God, to be heard, to empower and encourage others. God, we praise you. We praise you for that, that you gave us activity of our limbs, that we're able to go and to come freely, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for things that you've already pre-planned to do in our lives that we don't even yet know how wonderful they may be. But God, we know that if you are in it and you put your divine hand upon it, that you have aligned us appropriately. God, you said the plans that you have for us are for good and not for evil. Father, you're going to give us a hope and an expected end. We stand in tippy-toe anticipation of that. Thank you, Lord, for what is yet to come. Thank you for being God all by yourself. Thank you for loving us. <laughs> the way you do and showing yourself strong in our lives. Oh God, we're going to continue to lift your name on high and follow what you have said. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Thank you for leading us and guiding us appropriately. God, we commend you. We honor you. We worship you. We adore you. Oh God, thank you. For the loving relationship that we have with you. It's in Jesus' wonderful name and for all that he has already done that we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, God bless each and every one of you. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Hey, we're starting this series, so don't miss next week. Kingdom Principles for Life. And today, 
This is what praise does. Have a fantastic rest of your day. God bless. Find us online at shantahaines.com. That's C-H-O-N-T-A-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. We are a division of Heart to Heart Truth Ministries and Heart to Heart Truth Foundation. Donations are welcome at shantahaines.com backslash foundation. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.